You're listening to the 61st edition of the Bitochen Podcast. And we will read together the Indian Shira. I'm in a Sefer, which is called Oitzer Psuke Bitochen V'Yeshua. Nice book, based on the list of Psukim from, from Rav Zundel. And in the back, so there's a, a section that talks about the concept of song. The idea of singing, do we sing, do we thank Hashem for the Yeshua before it happens? Or do we need to wait until after the Yeshua, the, the salvation has come already, in order to thank Him? So I'd like to read to you what it says here. The Medrash tells us that Yeshafat, king of the Jewish people, he went into a certain battle and he sang a song of victory before he actually... Uh, before he actually went out to battle. It's a major Shaykh on the Pasuk in Tehillim in chapter 18. The Pasuk says, Praises I will call out to Hashem, and He will save me from my enemies. Here's the language of the Medrash. It's the fourth Pasuk in. I will call God. I will call you praised. You will save me from my enemies. That we take the verse and we switch around the order as it were in order to understand or to, to create an exegetical understanding of this. When I'm saved from my enemies, then I will praise. So Rebutin says that in order for us to be able to, to praise Hashem, we need to first be saved. So, the problem with the Pasuk, which Rebutin is coming to explain by reversing the order of the words, is that how can you praise God before you've even been saved? But Rav Huna says, no, it's actually that verse in Tehillim that says that I'm praising Hashem and then He's going to save me, right? So it's an incredible thing. We can actually... Praise Hashem for the salvation before it comes, according to Rav Huna. And that's what Yehoshaphat did. The Pasuk tells us that they started singing the praises of Hashem. And then the enemies who were lying in wait, then they were vanquished. That before the challenge would actually arise, so they would already be praising Hashem. And as a result... Of their thanks for the salvation, the salvation would come. Now, I'm pretty sure he's going to talk about this point, but I'd like to, to mention it because uh, I learned it pretty well in the Gemara. It's a Gemara Mpsachim that talks about how we say Hallel on the night of Pesach. And the question is, the Gemara asks, when was Hallel written? So we know King David wrote the Psalms, but some, some of the parts of Tehillim were actually written previously, and he actually collected them according to some opinions. Some of them he wrote. So that particular section, the Gemara says, how could it be that, how could you bring a carbon Pesach, or how could you shake a lulav without saying Hallel? It can't be. It must be that it predated King David, 
In fact, the Gemara says it goes back to the time of Moshe Rabbeinu. And the Gemara goes through many different circumstances, and it would seem that it was true in any circumstance where there was a challenge or a difficulty, that the Jewish people would actually say the psukim of Leilanu Hashem Leilanu, so, and by saying that, by saying the praises which we say in Hallel, which I'm filming this on Tuesday, and it's Rosh Chodesh, so we said it today, but they would actually say these verses, and the praise that they would say would actually, in a, in a certain sense, effectuate, bring about the salvation that they sought. And so it's very interesting, because when you, when you read the Psukim, what, did, what were they saying? They were saying, Leilanu Hashem, Leilanu. Don't give us salvation because of our merits. So, the Jewish people are facing off with a challenge. And think about this for ourselves, because this is important. This applies to us. We're facing off with a challenge, with a difficulty. We don't know how to go forward. We don't know what to do. The challenge seems too big for us. Well, do we say, Hashem, look at me. Look at all the mitzvahs that I do. Look at all of the good things that I do. While it's true, Baruch Hashem... We are all involved in thinking about working on different aspects of our Avodah Hashem, our service of God, but we don't want to go there. We don't want Hashem to count our merits because we never know if we're really good enough. Hashem knows what our potential is, right? So we don't want to go there. So what we say is, Leilonu Hashem Leilonu. Especially if we see that a difficult situation is in front of us, clearly our merits weren't strong enough to save us from getting into this situation in the first place. So we ask God, not for our sake, Leilonu Hashem Leilonu, Ki Lishim Chotein for your honor, for your name, bring about salvation, bring about, uh, bring about the, help us get out of this situation. So you see in the Gemara that there is such a thing as singing Tashem, saying halal before and saying halal after, which is what Yoshafa did. Now let's continue here. Also Rashi explains based on the Medrash, that this is what King David said, The King David, Rashi explains that that's the intention of the Medrash, as we said, that the explanation is, that this, is, this verse is talking about what Yehoshaphat, which Yehoshaphat was a, uh, an, the offspring of King David, but he had it in him. How did he know? Because this is what King David did. He would praise Hashem before the fact. He would sing to Hashem before the salvation arrived. And that's what the verse means. Why? How did, he, how did he know that he could sing praises of God before the salvation arrived? Because of his bitachon. Because of his absolute faith, his absolute confidence in the salvation of Hashem. Hashem behilulim of Tamid. I will, I will praise and, and call out God's praise. I will call out His praises and I will pray to Him constantly. The language of Rashi is that I will continue. I will always, even before the salvation, I'll praise Him. Why? Because I'm, I'm so confident that there will be a salvation for my enemies. Chazinan says the Machaber of the Sefer, what we see is the Eitzelah that when it comes to somebody who has bitachon, somebody who has that confidence in Hashem, Shapir Ikashira Oid you can sing to God, you can sing to Hashem before the salvation has arrived. Based on this, we could ask, 
on that which which we brought that which we brought earlier in the name of Reb Chaim Kishirli Tochinades Boishuasei. Okay, so so we find that he says that you can't sing until the salvation has come. Ayin Shom Yehemik Bracha. He brings it. The language here is like this. Obviously, this is written when he was still alive. We read from the Brisker Rav, right? We learned from uh, the Beis Halevi. What does he say? So we didn't see this particular point. When is it, based on this verse, he understands that I trusted in you, my heart rejoices in your salvation, then, I will sing to Hashem for the kindness that He's performed for me. So that Pusik seems to indicate that even though at the beginning of the Pusik I trusted, I knew it was going to come, I knew the salvation was going to come, I had confidence, I had bitachon. Nevertheless, says Reb Chaim Ibrisk, the, the, um, the song should not be sung beforehand. The song is only sung at the end, okay? So, even though I have absolute confidence that you're going to save me, when do I sing your praises? When I receive that salvation. After I experience the miracle, that's when I sing. So that's, his understanding is that we only say the song, we sing the song, we say the praise of Hashem after we've experienced the salvation. Okay? So, so how is he going to understand? He obviously is coming from a different perspective and a different understanding. So how will he understand the Medrash? The Medrash is very clear that there is such a shita, there is such an opinion. Rav Huna B'Shem Rabbi Acha. That you, that you, indeed, that's what Yoshafa did. He sang before. Now, maybe we could say that when Yoshafat was praising Hashem before, maybe it wasn't the song. Maybe it wasn't the kind of song that, uh, that's included. And therefore, it's not a contradiction between the Reb Chaim Ibrisk and the Medrash. Maybe it's not a song, but he says it's not true. Amongst the ten songs that there are, that the, the Medrash enumerates, one of those ten songs is this song of Yoshafot. Let's see it inside. It's Hashir Azais, Chishir Achazi. Right? Pasuk says, This song. Says the Medrash, is there only one song? It's not true. But like Hashir is saying there are ten songs. There was a song in Egypt itself when the Jewish people were saved. The second one. This Pasuk of Sashir is talking about the second of the songs the Jewish people sang. Find another song in regards to when the Jewish people had the, the, the well water, the amazing well water, the miraculous well of Miriam. They sang a special song. Goes on, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, the seventh. What's the ninth? That Yoshafat, the king, 
he said, They said, praise this Hashem for His kindnesses forever. So, but we see that all of these, that all of these are songs, including the song of Yahshaphat. So how will we, how will we uh, reconcile these two concepts? David, so he explains as follows. So here's a possible explanation, and that is that what, what, what were they counting as the song of Yahushaphat? They were counting the song that they sang afterwards, because they sang before and they sang after. So that would resolve this difference between Reb Chaim and the Medrash. Okay? So according to that, it will come out good. Okay. Um, no, let's get here. I'm going to skip a little bit. I don't want to get so far into to what the, what the, the brisker Torah is. But Rashi, however, says, I'm going to Rashi, Mashmash, the Hanachin, who Shira. Rashi sounds like it is, it is indeed correct to sing Gam Koyedem Hanes, even before the salvation, even before the miracle comes. As Rashi, as we saw, as we read, he, he uh, points out, he's Madgish, that it was something that he did constantly. It's very clear from Rashi that the song, the praise that's being sung here, the Hallel, that we're praising Hashem, is before, because I'm so sure that Hashem is going to save me. He says like this, he brings some Sefer Shnei Luchas Abris. The concept is like this. And this is the, the core that I really want to bring out. It's so important because Bitochen means that I'm already living in a place where it's, it's happened. I have what I want already. It's already there. Just waiting for the moment when Hashem is going to give it to me. But I know it's there so I can already praise Him. It's a very powerful idea. Very important idea. That there is such a thing. Rashi makes it clear. The Medjish makes it clear. Again, we need to know what Rukhami Brisk holds. But, but let's hear the Pashup Shat. The Medjish and the Pashup Shat in Rashi. The, the meat of a tzaddik, the attribute of a righteous person is that as soon as a, they receive a promise from Hashem, they, they know it's going to happen. Something good is going to happen. They hear a song. They, I'm sorry. They hear that something good is going to happen. They already sing the song to Hashem of thanks immediately. You know, it's an easy mistake to make. You know, it seems like something's going well. It seems like something good is going to happen. But you know, I don't know. I'm not sure. Is it going to happen? Not sure. So, like, do I say thank you, Hashem? Hey, I, I, I'm not holding on this level to say thank you, Hashem, as if it already happened, personally. But I could say, Hashem, thank you for creating a situation that looks like it's going to happen, instead of waiting till oh, I got, I got what I needed. And then say thank you, Hashem. Let me say thank you, Hashem, that it looks like what I need is going to happen. That's the level that we can perhaps aspire to. Oh, 
So he points out, so that's the way of a person who's a mammon, a person who really believes in the Yeshua of Hashem, the salvation of God. So he already feels like it's happened. He already feels like it's time to praise Hashem once the promise has come. We do find that Moshe Rabbeinu waited until afterwards, right, Moshe Rabbeinu, it says that they sang, then they sang, after the fact, right, after the salvation occurred, right, why didn't they sing before? Because the Jewish people as a whole did not yet have that full confidence. They didn't have that full otzma, that full strength of belief. That's what the Pazik says, that when they reached that sense, that feeling of confidence, they saw that the Mitzrim were there on the side, they were dead, the water spit them out, and they realized that they were really free they were really saved. It really was true. So they were a slave people that didn't yet learn to trust in Hashem. They hadn't developed yet their bitachin. But at the moment when they saw that it was really real, that's when they sang their song. But it's not a contradiction to the fact that someone can sing before if they really feel that it's real. So they, they sang them. Not from the time when Hashem promised that the, the sea would be split. Because this is a song that the entire Jewish people, right, think about it. It's one thing, we're talking really, we're working on bitachon, me and you, right? We're trying to develop our, our faith in Hashem, we're trying to see how Hashem is in our lives, we're trying to pick it up, right? But when we're speaking about the Hamon Am, when we're speaking about the general populace, it's a much greater avoided to bring the entire Jewish people to a level of Amuna, that they feel it already, they feel that strength, they hear the promise of Hashem, and that's it. They know it's real and they can sing already. That's, that's, that's a very high level. Okay? Oh. He brings down an amazing thing at the end of this. Uh, it's, in, it's in the Sefer Birchus Avraham that the person found it found this concept, found this vort um, in the Savior, Birkus Avraham. I'm sorry. Uh, the, uh, I'm messing this up. Let's get this. At the end of the Birkus Avraham, he says openly that this, was, this answer was uh, revealed to me by Elijah the prophet when, when, when he had a personal miracle at the sea. So the author who's telling us this pshat, heard it directly from Elijah the, the prophet, and there are people, even till today, on a very high level, they have Gile Elio, they actually experience an open revelation of Elio, I know he never died, and he's still around, he's in the form of a malach, sometimes in the form of a human being, and there are people indeed who have the experience of having revelations, Umar talks about it, and it's even true till today. But this particular vort, this idea, was revealed to him by Elio, I the prophet, Elijah the prophet, so that's the idea that we on a personal level have the ability to praise Hashem before the fact. We can work on our bitachon. We can work on our confidence. One of the ways, as we said, is perhaps we're not on that level, but perhaps just let's thank Hashem when it looks like things are going to be good. Let's thank Hashem right away. Let's, let's, feel, let's strengthen our confidence, let's strengthen our bitachon, and in so doing, rise in our level of bitachon. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you again next time.